I hope you're ready because you're running out of time. You are running out of time. You're here. It's another week. Get ready and jingle all the way because this is FritzCast. It is Tuesday, December 18th, 2018. And you're running out of time because next week is Christmas. That's that's why you're running out of time. Because next Tuesday is the day that you have been waiting for since October 31st. In some cases, before October 31st. I mean, you know, I, in, in all honesty, I do love the Christmas season. I, and I don't know why. I really don't. It's just something that brings out, I guess, the kid in me. I love the Christmas lights. I love decorating. I love putting together like my Lego Christmas town. I love the sappy crap like that. I love putting up a Christmas town and and stringing up uh, a box of $3 LED string lights that I bought to make it festive and jolly and crap. I I, I don't understand it, but it's... uh, It's just... It's this time of year, man. I I love the music. I love putting on the Rat Pack. Christmas stuff the day of Thanksgiving and just nonstop all throughout the month listening to that stuff watching some not not every Christmas movie we kind of discussed like the Hallmark thing I think that's ridiculous the fact that you can make 250 movies every year that are Christmas themed and that's how you make a living (laughs) you make 250 Christmas movies and you play them all throughout the season. And they're all sappy and, and just... Bleh. I can't, like, I, I can't watch all that stuff that they put out. I'm a Rankin-Bass Classics. Year Without a Santa Claus, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Frosty the Snowman. Uh, what are some other ones, man? Nestor the Long-Eared Donkey. That's a less-known one. Um, sung by country legend Roger Miller. It's a less known Christmas one, but Nestor the Long Eared Donkey. Uh, what else, man? A Muppet Christmas Carol. That's a classic. All right, shut up. It's a classic. A Christmas Story, obviously. Uh, and I used to be that kid growing up that would watch it twenty four the twenty four hour stream on TBS. I say stream. It wasn't streaming when I was a kid. Back in my day, I had a VHS tape and a cable line. And that's how I used to watch Christmas movies, was on VHS tapes. Now you don't even know what a VHS tape is, you punk teenagers. I used to... I remember Blockbuster Be Kind Rewind. And we had a VHS rewinder. This was a separate thing. Okay, this is this is this is amazing. This is technology, right? We live in the instantaneous streaming world. Most most of you probably illegally watch your crap because you're pathetic. All right. Um buy Netflix, buy Hulu, or buy the damn movie that you want to watch. All right. The, the whole file sharing like, "Oh, I'm not stealing. It's not stealing." Like F off. Get out of here. I I get that when we were all teenagers, we all downloaded Kazaa and LimeWire and infested our parents' computers and they did not understand why their computers 
pooped on them. I get that. And I get that we downloaded massive amounts of music illegally. But you know what? As a free market libertarian individual, the market found a way. Because most people now just buy Spotify or Apple Music or Amazon Music. And what's that? Oh, you have like every music, every musical album and song known to man available on, on one on at least one of these platforms, and you probably have more than one of these platforms, and it's on demand. You have music at your fingertips that you don't even want at your fingertips. And the best part is that you do not have to infest your parents' computer with AIDS and have them wonder why the hell the computer's slowing up and they can't even get on AOL to check their email because that was their thing. They thought AOL was the internet. You know that that's that's how far we've come. I got sidetracked there. I was talking about VHS tapes, though. So, I remember growing up as a kid with a VHS player, but we also had a VHS rewinder. This was like a separate... This was a separate cassette thing that was literally the size of the VHS tape, and you plopped it in, and you could re, you could rewind it faster. That was how we were in the 90s, apparently. Just finding a way... They sold a device that's only job was to rewind VHS tapes faster so that you could get your Blockbuster rental back in prime condition so you could return it to Blockbuster and not have to pay a fee or a charge or whatever, whatever it was. Did they even pay a charge? I don't even know. Because you could have rented a movie and you could have gone to a Blockbuster and they had a drop-off box. You could go to Blockbuster when it was closed and just drop off the 45 movies that you rented from them. I assume they knew it was yours, though. I assume there was some code attached to it so they would know, oh, you didn't, you know, rewind, you bastard. I don't know, but we had VHS rewinders. And it was actually for two reasons. It was one, so you could rewind your your Blockbuster rental, rental faster. That was reason number one. Reason number two was so that you could pop a movie out of your VHS player, pop it in the rewinder to rewind, and pop in a new movie so you wouldn't have to wait. That was, apparently, innovation in the 90s. Or maybe it was the 80s, I don't know. I don't know when they incepted this VHS rewinder. I assume it was in the 80s. I assume it was before the 90s because in the 90s, VHS was dying. And in fact, funny story, one of my Christmas presents back in the early 2000s from my mom was a DVD player. I don't know why I was that nerdy as a, as a, as a, however old I was. Mom, how old was I? I don't even know. Because I want to say it was 2001 or 2002. DVD players were, were, were kind of a fresh thing. And... I had asked for a DVD player for Christmas, and I got that DVD player for Christmas and a box of DVDs, including The Patriot, which at the time was my favorite movie. So it had to have been like 2002. Patriot, The Patriot came out in 2000 or 2001. So, but that was one of them. The Patriot was one of the DVDs. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, classic, was another one of the DVDs. Um, and there was, there was a, there was a couple others that I honestly do not remember. And, but I got that DVD player 
I got that DVD player. I was at like, I wasn't even 12, I don't think. And I was like, I got a DVD player. And it was awesome. And like people at school would ask you, hey, what'd you get for Christmas? I got a DVD. I got a DVD player. <gasps> what? Oh my God. I hate you. Yeah. It was, it was like that. And then like a, a couple of Christmases later, because my mom always took me on road trips and drug me around these great United States of America. I've seen most of it. There's some some of it I haven't seen yet, but I've seen most of it. One of those Christmases was a portable DVD player. That. I, uh, remember when those were cool? Like, what is that? It's a DVD player with a screen attached so I can take it anywhere and watch movies. I had that portable DVD player in high school. High school, mind you, iPods had just... iPods were classic iPods. They were, you know, that that brick that held 30 gigabytes of music, and that was supposed to be impressive. It wasn't impressive to me ever because my music collection, thanks to downloading things on platforms that were questionable and gave your parents computers aids, uh, my music collection was like 70 gigs, 100 gigs, and, and if, if I gigged it now, it would probably be 150 to 200 gigabytes. I don't know. And all of that, that's that's my CD collection and my vinyl collection, which I converted to MP3. Okay, so all the... I joke about the Kazaa and the LimeWire and the crap. All my collection is legally owned. I have an Apple Music subscription. I pay for music, okay? I don't rip off the companies. I don't steal. And yes, you P2P file-sharing bullcrap torrenting shit. You're stealers. You're thieves. You're thugs. F out of here. All right? Get some decency and pay for something, you bums. But back in high school when I had the portable DVD player, iPods were still iPod Classic style, and they had just come out with the capability of doing video. And remember, that screen was tiny. That that screen was like a one-and-a-half-inch screen or whatever, however big it was. And people watched movies on that. People, like, downloaded movies on iPods that they could hold in their hand and be like, Dude, this is awesome. I could watch a movie. And the movie was super freaking tiny. Especially if you downloaded something in widescreen. Tiny. So, I would bust in with the portable DVD player. Yeah, I had a carrying case that held the DVD player thing itself. Which was the size of probably, like, a small notebook. Like a journal. Like a very small one that you could hold in your hands. Maybe a paperback book is what the size of it was, really, like a larger paperback book. And I had a carrying case that had a that, that had a, a sleeve for sliding your DVDs. And we used to do, like, state testing. We used to do the state testing, the Delaware State Testing Program, the DSP. Um, the DSTP, the Delaware State Testing Program, that's what it was. And that's the standardized testing, and we had to take it. And you had to go to class. You had to take the test. And then when you were finished the test, they wouldn't let you leave. You had to sit there in the classroom because of the uh, the way that it was legislated or, or the way that the school handled it was that the time was allotted for that. After a student was done taking the test, you still had to sit there and sit for the allotted time. So they, they teachers said, yeah, we know, we, we know we say don't bring in your cell phones. We know we don't usually let you use the computers or whatever. If you're done your test... Go to a computer in the back quietly and do something. Pull out a book and read. 
pull out your cell phone, just be quiet with it. And I used to ask my teachers, is it okay if I bring in my portable DVD player? And they would say, you know what, if you put headphones on and you're going to keep quiet, yeah, go ahead. So I remember doing that in school. I brought in my portable DVD player because those those standardized testing crap was the most BS thing ever. And I never wasted my time. You either know the answer to a question or you don't. In my book. And the, the reading comprehension stuff went by fast. Math is what I struggled with. And if I didn't know math, I literally just blew through it and, and didn't give it my focus or attention. So, when I was done, I would pull out that DVD player and I'd start watching movies. I'd plug in my headphones and I would just watch whatever movies I brought with me. Usually at the time it was Star Wars, so I was watching Star Wars and crap like that. And I would usually, somebody else would finish their test and they would like scoot their desk by me and just watch with me. So I was that cool, nerdy kid, you know, <laughs> who got away with that crap. But that was before you could just whip out your, you know... It, there was no iPhone 8 Plus, iPhone X with full screen that you could watch Netflix on because that wasn't a thing, all right? The struggle was real. But see, those are like, it's fun to recall back to, to Christmas pasts, if you will. Granted, I was a spoiled, rotten little brat of a child, and, and I, I think I've come a long way from that. But, uh, you know, back when I was a kid, it was for the wrong reasons. It was because, you know, ooh, I'm waking up and there's a pile of presents. <laughs> you know, this is awesome. I get stuff. Woohoo! It was for the wrong reasons as a kid, and then I grew up, you know. I mean, I look fondly back at those times. Because my mom got me some pretty awesome stuff. Like, I remember when, like, those scooters were the big thing. The little two-wheeled, you know, made-of-aluminum scooters were a thing. I got one of those that year that it was hot. And, you know, my mom will probably tell you, I used it. I went out it every day and I used it <laughs> because I got it. I don't know what I was doing with it. I don't know if I was really having fun on it, but I got it. One year, and I still have this to this day, one year, I got a Darth Vader replica lightsaber that lights up. LED lights. It lights up. It's got sound. Different swooshing sounds and clashing sounds if you hit it against something. It was by Force FX. Master Rep Replicas. Doesn't even exist anymore. Not even a company anymore. But I got Darth Vader's lightsaber. Because I asked for it. I have a model on this very desk. I'm looking at it. It's at my, my right side or whatever. I have a model of the time machine. DeLorean from Back to the Future Part 2. Just a little model. Because I asked for it. See, I'm a nerdy kid. If you don't think I'm a nerdy kid, he asked for a DVD player, and he got it. Uh, he got a portable DVD player. Uh, he got uh, a Star Wars replica lightsaber that he still has to this day. And he's almost a 30-year-old adult. Uh, and uh, that other thing I just talked about, the Back to the Future thing. You know, Those, those are some very... <laughs> Those are some very big Christmas memories. But I have other Christmas memories as well. Like back when I was, I don't know, five or six years old, one of the one of the Christmas gifts I got was, uh, it was a plastic castle with those little castle men, those little knights and stuff. And it had like a drawbridge and it had, it had a bunch of stuff. And my brother-in-law and me made some stop animation video 
with the stupid little figurines. If I could find that stop action video, because I'm sure it's buried somewhere from one of those old handheld cameras that everybody used to record family moments because we didn't have cell phones because the struggle was real. It's probably somewhere, but we made a stop animation film about like sieging this castle. Those are very fond Christmas memories in my mind. Now that I'm an adult, I like it more for the season and how it makes me feel and and reflecting and thinking about things. One thing I really don't like about this time of year is figuring out what to get people for Christmas, though. And it's funny because, like, I don't know if I've talked about it on the program yet, but my wife is dumbfounded for some reason. My wife, who knows me better than anybody else, who knows how nerdy I am, who knows that I love stuff. I love things. I'm, I'm, I have a problem. I love things. Material items. I'm a little materialistic. Despite the fact that I do not have a large house to put all my stuffs that I would collect. But I'm kind of materialistic. If you're going to give me something, if it's stuff, stuff's cool. I like stuff. I don't even know what I do with it. My Funko Pops, they sit here on my desk. What do I really do with them? Nothing. I look at them. They they all stare at me when I do the podcast, which, thinking about it right now, I'm glad they're inanimate objects because they only have little black eyes and they're all staring at me. And if it was nefarious, that would be pretty weird. But anyway, I mean, like, you know, they just sit there. My Legos, I love putting together Legos. You can put them together. You can take them apart. But, you know, if you put them together as a set or whatever, they just, just kind of sit there. They're just kind of a display item. But they're cool. Right? They're nerdy, right? I love them. Do I really do anything with them now? No, not really. Not, not, not really. It's like a poster. Do you do anything with a poster? No, you slap it on the wall every once in a while. You look up at it and you go, oh yeah, I like that poster. It's cool. You know? It's different. Like One of the material things that I collect that I probably love, but I still, again, don't do anything with it, is like my historical flags. And that's because it... I learned the history of it and the backstory and uh, and the design and you know I love that crap. But what's my Gadsden flag doing? What's my Don't Tread on Me flag doing? It's just hanging on my wall. And every once in a while I look up at it and I go, Oh yeah, that's right. Don't tread on me. Damn it. You know. So it's stuff. You know. Some of times it's the thought that counts. Sometimes it's just what spawns from it. And then sometimes you know it's just it's nice to get somebody a little gift. But sometimes it's a struggle. Sometimes it's really is like, for example, my sister, who will probably listen to this podcast, so I will not reveal what I got for her. See, my family, when you're the last of eight children, what your family does is they do secret, not secret Santa. So back in Thanksgiving, and this happens every year traditionally in my family Thanksgiving, uh, everybody's name gets put into a, a bowl um, on, on slips of paper, and everybody draws you know, somebody's name. And that's the person that you got for Christmas. So you got to buy him a Christmas gift present, right? Okay. So you guys understand the concept. It's almost Secret Santa, except it's not because you end up talking to those people. You end up messaging them like, what What the hell do you want for Christmas? I think I got my sister something pretty good. Because I checked in with my mom and my wife, you know, and and, and with my sister. You know, I said, what, give me some ideas. She's all the way out in Arizona, you know. And my original plan was to send her grass. But 
her lovely son-in-law, happens to be an excellent landscaper, so she has her grass problem solved. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, it kind of ruined my Christmas. So the other thing I thought, maybe I would send her a snowman. But my wife brought up a good point. The snow would melt. Also, it hasn't snowed here in Delaware. And I wanted it to be real snow. So that was out of the question, too. So, But I got her something that I think she's going to like. So, Anne, if you're listening, I think you're going to like it. Um, If you don't like it, that's really rude. Why would you not like something that your baby brother got you? I don't understand. But uh, the the main point here, what I got her, she might not actually do anything with that, but I think she'll find it meaningful and she'll actually love it and and it will be something cool and and she'll remember it. Next Christmas, she'll look up or down or around. She'll she'll see this item or use this item. Am I, am I being vague enough? I don't even know now. I can't backtrack. Screw it. We're moving forward. Whenever she sees this gift, she'll probably remember getting it for Christmas from me. That's the point. That is the point. It's not actually the point of Christmas, but that's the that's the point for the gift. <laughs> that's the point for the gift. So like when my wife says, you know, I don't know what to get you, I'm like, that, there's a whole Amazon list of crap that I that I want. All right. If it's a Lego set, you know I, I want it. You know, if it's Funko Pops, you know I want it. I will open them and I'll be excited and it'll go on my desk and I'll stare at it. And it'll stare at me. And it, and it won't be awkward because we have a mutual relationship of staring that we have pre-agreed on. In turn, thinking about my wife, like, my wife says I'm hard. I'm sitting here and I'm like, no, 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 woman. You are hard to shop for. And she says the same thing to me. So I guess it's like, I guess everybody goes through this. But I was like, I don't know what to get you for Christmas. Because I did, like, the the birthday, her birthday fell apart. The way that I was going to do her birthday fell apart. I got stressed from work, and I felt really bad about how it turned out. And she kind of rags on me for it, you know. And so Christmas comes around. I'm like, I can't, I can't screw up Christmas. I can't screw up Christmas. So so far, I've done good. We have an Orlando, Florida vacation plan to go to Universal Studios to Harry Potter World, which will make her life, her life will be complete after that. So that's a good start. And I also replaced her wedding ring because when I first got her her wedding ring. Uh, nine years ago now, or, yeah, nine years ago now, uh, I was a bum not making much money, and, (laughs) and, uh, bought her something cheap online, which she agreed on, she loved it, and, but it was, you know, it was crap. So, she had her heart set on this ring at Zales that was some Disney collection thing, and, uh, I, you know, I drug her into Zales the other day, we were at the mall, and I said, hey, isn't this the ring that you liked, you know? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, all right, well, um, try it on. We're getting it. Yeah. And and so that that's also good. And I think the other things I got are good. We'll see how that turns out. I think I did well this Christmas. I think I did well. But my God, traversing places like the mall, like, oh, my God. 
shopping in physical stores for Christmas. I know I'm 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 I I I champion small business. I love helping small business out. I guess the mall I, I guess the mall's not really small business though, right? Like I love small business, I champion small but sometimes you have to go to the mall to 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 get what you need done or whatever. And my god, I don't know if you guys have ever been to Delaware. You you probably haven't because it's Delaware, but the Christiana Mall in Delaware. That's like the northern Delaware spot. The Christiana Mall has the, the Cinemark XD theater. It's got every shop known to man. It's got Cabela's. It's got Best Buy. It's got everything. And it's got retailer after retailer after retailer in the mall all over the place. And everybody goes there. And when I say everybody goes there, all of northern Delaware goes there. Southern Delaware drives up to the Christiana Mall to go there. People from Pennsylvania drive in to go to the Christiana Mall for tax-free shopping. Same with New Jersey. You'll find New York license plates in there. You'll find Virginia and Maryland license plates in there. Everybody goes to the Christiana Mall. My God. And you have to fight to find a parking spot, and you have to fight to walk around in there, and you'll want to go to the store, and, uh, you know, Bath and Body Works will freaking throw out a coupon, and your wife will go and buy 17 freaking candles. That's what, (laughs) that's the mall experience. The only thing I like at the mall, in order, is the Lego store, the Apple store, the food court, Best Buy, and on occasion, Hot Topic, because they carry lots of Funko Pops. Like, there's nothing in Hot Topic that really appeals to me, but sometimes you'll find Star Wars or Funko Pop stuff in there. And that's about it. I hate parking at the mall. I hate all the people at the mall. It's a real pain in the butt. If you know what I mean. So, like I said, you have a week left. A week till Christmas. So, if it's not Amazon, which by the way, Amazon workers were striking the other day in Germany. So, if you're getting something from overseas, good luck. (laughs) Among that, though, apparently, another interesting story. Like, so, the workers in Germany... uh, it was two Amazon Inc. distribution warehouses in Germany went on strike Monday to advocate for better working conditions and pay um, at a peak time, too, obviously. There's an argument to be had there, I guess. Uh, I don't really want to dive into that argument, but just, you know, know that that was a story. Workers in Germany were on strike from Amazon. Meanwhile, here in the States, Amazon is paying people like $20 an hour to deliver packages using their own cars. Like, that is how backlogged they are on trying to get deliveries out on time. Which is crazy. I didn't even think about that. But, you know, Amazon's getting ready to kick up its own delivery service if it's not already in in play now. And, and the delivering system... This is the most impe- impressive thing about Christmas time. The delivery system and the competition in the United States. I mean, you know, this is a perfect example. 
of free market competition almost, except for the fact that there is the USPS, United States Postal Service, involved in it. Um, think about all the different hosts of, of methods of getting deliveries to people. Amazon had the Prime membership that, you know, you, you were a Prime member and it was a Prime item. You didn't have to pay shipping because they had to contract it out and everything was set up and people loved it. All right, that's that's the thing when people talk about Amazon worker striking, you'll see the progressive types talking about. Remember, Amazon is a corporation; and they treat their employees like shit, and then they get on Amazon and they order like a dozen things anyway because they're hypocrites. So there's that. Um, you have the United States Postal Service, you have UPS, you have FedEx, you have DHL, you have. All these different delivery companies and the fact that, you know, you can still go online. Not even Amazon. You can go online anywhere. Any store right now. And there's different, you know, order it by this time, get it by Christmas. You know, get it get it the day before Christmas. Like, the, the deliveries are insane right now. So much that Amazon's paying people $20 an hour to drive around in their own cars and drop off packages. That's crazy. And that's the other thing, too. Me, as a normal American, where I go off to my, you know, lots of times I'm off in the morning times up until about 3 or 4 o'clock, you know, and I go to work 4 to 12. My wife's out at work during the day. Some days I'm working 16-hour shifts, though, so nobody's home. I get real adverse to ordering things from Amazon or online that are going to get delivered to me. And I'm not going to be home to get the package. In fact, a lot of times, if it's a big ticket item or whatever, I'll have it shipped to my mom's house because she'll be home. And she can take the item and put it in her house, and then I don't have to worry about it sitting on the front stoop where somebody's going to kife it, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Another funny story related to that. <laughs> A former Nassau engineer has designed a glitter bomb trap to avenge Amazon delivery theft victims. Former Nassau engineer turned YouTube star Mark Robber. Ha! It's probably pronounced Rober. Because it's R-O-B-E-R. Not R-O-B-B-E-R. But just because of what it is, I want to call him Mark Robber now. Uh, he has received... Plaudits online after designing a booby trap to bust delivery thieves' victims. In the video entitled Package Thief vs. Glitter Bomb Trap, Rover shows how he spent six months designing the ultimate trap. As many as 30% of Americans say they've suffered from missing or stolen delivery orders, according to a survey by Xfinity Home, which is why people put up those security cameras and people are getting caught more often now. Which, But if, if you walk up to somebody's property and take something... You're a piece of crap. Don't take stuff that's not yours. Bum. How about that? So apparently he's invented this uh, this package that, when opened, is a glitter bomb trap. And oh my god, I just watched the 11-minute YouTube video that he posted up. He is, I mean, he's a former Nassau guy, so mind, mind you, there's lots of money and engineering he put into this little trap. It's a glitter bomb. It sprays fart, uh, uh, a fuck, it, it sprays 
fart spray smell. So the people that steal this package, he has four cell phones in it with cameras that record it from all angles. And he recorded these these dimwits stealing it. Oh my god, the things that he put in this. This guy's a genius. I am putting this YouTube video in the description of this podcast. And I'm not it's not even imploring you. You have to go watch this. You have to watch this because I don't have sympathy for somebody that steals crap off of people's doorsteps. And this glitter bomb fart bomb masterpiece is in ing- I would buy one just to watch the footage that came from it. Period. That I would buy one of these. It is the biggest Oh man, it's probably the biggest waste of money I've ever seen, but my god, it is brilliant. It is brilliant. I love it. I love it. I am putting that in the comment section. Guys, I just wanted to be happy and jolly and festive because it's the week before Christmas. I'm not going to do a podcast episode next week uh, because I'm going to be... Christmas is Tuesday, so it's out. I'm not recording anything on a Tuesday. I might pick up on a third. I might pick up on Thursday or Wednesday, maybe. We'll we'll see about that. Uh, but it's up in the air for the next week uh, or two. Uh Going into the new year, I, I kind of want to do a year in review of this crazy year that has happened. But I kind of want the holiday season to be over. Uh, but I want it to be relevant. I want to be. I want to do it at a relevant time, and the relevant time would be sometime next week. So that might be next week's episode. I know I didn't talk too much about well, at all about politics, really. Uh, but sometimes you got to do a podcast episode and not talk about politics. Period. So. Like I said, get your Christmas shopping done. If Christmas ain't your thing, uh, if it's another holiday that you follow, uh, you know, I hope that whatever it is in the next week that you celebrate, or in the coming weeks or the weeks prior, I hope that it's brought you joy. And I hope that you're getting ready and gearing up for a new year because it's about to be 2019. That's a little crazy because we're going to get gearing up and getting ready because 2020... Oh my God! Is another presidential election? Jesus, God, help, help us, help us all, please. So, guys, thanks for listening. You can follow me on Twitter at FritzQS, Facebook dot com slash the FritzCast, Minds dot com slash the FritzCast, and YouTube search FritzCast Podcast. Uh, and if you need to get in touch with me, FritzCastPodcast at gmail dot com. Follow my friend Sarcasm and Liberty and the Sarcasm and Liberty team. On Twitter as well, and Facebook, and all those same platforms I just mentioned. Just search Sarcasm and Liberty. That's going to do it for me. I love you guys, and I'll see you, if not next week, very soon.